Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the near future. My guest today, same thing. She's doing some amazing, incredible things in the community, and I will bring her on here in just a few moments. But first off, I need to give a huge thanks and a shout out to Heroes Media Group and all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, this episode, my guest for today is, she's amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to call her, uh, she's like my sister from another mister. I, I, I simply love this woman. Um, she's a U.S. Army veteran, uh, retired, uh, she is an award-winning author, She's a radio host of the uh, In Sessions with the Camouflage Sisters. She's the visionary author behind the Camouflage Sisters books uh, that we we're going to be talking about today. And um, she's a, a, more importantly, she's a very dear, dear friend of mine, Miss Lila Holly. Lila, are you there? Yes. Oh, what kind words, Adam. Just <laughs> kind, kind, kind. <laughs> I am so I am so happy to have you on the show. Uh, it's been it's been a minute. It's been over a year uh, since you've been on yeah. the show. It was before uh, before you actually uh, um, joined the network, I believe. Um, yeah. So it's it's exciting. It's been uh, I've known you uh, for quite a while. It seems longer, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, big supporter, big fan. So why don't we jump right into this, and why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you. Um, well, like you said, I am a U.S. Army veteran. I served 22 years active duty. Um, I, uh, military intelligence was my, was my field for the whole 22 years, and, and you guys make jokes about that later, but <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love the, the field. <laughs> so, you know, I always get jokes about that. <laughs> actually more on and all that stuff but <laughs> nonetheless um I, I i i loved it i learned a lot i had some amazing assignments lived at, in some great places across the earth from uh the united kingdom to um hawaii for three years and, and throughout the united states and just been able to go to some amazing places because of the military. And I think that was probably the best part for me, being a, a, a girl from upstate New York, um, being able to go to places like Japan and Singapore and Italy and Kuwait and Korea and Japan four times. <laughs> I loved wow. it. Wow. But um, yeah, it was it, that probably was the best part for me and, and, and the people that I was able to meet and, and become friends with and, and call them... Um, like like you, my brothers and my sisters in arms, and my actually my family. They they that's who they are to me. And so um, retired in 2012 after my 22 years, and 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 has been on. I've been on an amazing journey ever since. That's putting it mildly, because uh, everything that you've done since <laughs> I've known you, you're constantly on the go, and uh, you have written a a library of books. Um, right now, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and, uh, you've, you actually, your, your daughter who's a young lady is also an author as well. Um, but Lila, tell, you know, you're, you're an award-winning author. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you are the visionary behind the movement Camouflage Sisters. So what is that, for the listeners that are listening to this right now, what what is that exactly? Well, first off, tell us a little bit about Camouflage Sisters and then tell us the awards that you won. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I would I would categorize it as a movement. And, um, you know, as you know, it didn't start out like that. It started out... Um, it started out with me really struggling and transition from the military after 22 years and, and being a soldier, soldier and being, you know, chief and being, you know, that calm and the pressure leader. That's, that's, that's really who I was. And so when I transitioned out, like many of us, there's anxiety involved in that. There's a little, you know, loss of identity. Um, I went through some depression, even experienced a little bit of anger um, and just was really, caught off guard by all the emotions of transitioning out of the military. And so in that, in that time frame, I started writing, I started journaling just to kind of get my thoughts together, get, get those feelings out of me um, and try to get a handle on what I was experiencing and going through. And in the process of that, I got, I really started thinking because as you know, in the military, we're, we're a family We're we're, we're, team, uh, squad, platoons, company, we're, we're always in the team environment, but when you transition out, it's like you, you, you like a really literally an army of one. And I got to thinking about those who really were an army of one, like their support system was lacking. Um, and that's when I ended up pinning my first self-published book, Battle Buddy. And, uh, telling that story of transition, kind of forewarning, those service members who were preparing for a transition, what it would be like, you know, all the emotions involved and the things that people don't talk about. And so in the process of that journey of self-realization, I asked a lot of questions of my fellow uh, veterans who had gone before me. And I was like, surely I can't be the only one who has experienced this. And, and, and I found that I wasn't. I found that it was a normal occurrence for, for us veterans to uh, have an emotional response to leaving behind a military career. I don't care if you did three years or 33 years, you're, you're, you're going to feel a certain way about saying goodbye to that life because it, that indeed was your life. It became who you were and, and it became a, a significant part of who I was, you know, and so the transition and try to figure out who I was after the fact um, was, a, was a process. It's a process and it's a journey that, that we, we all must go through and, and, and to be better aware of the emotions involved in that journey is what I was trying to do with my first book is what I do with my first book. And when I speak from that platform, that's what I, what I, what I, I intend to do with that message. And so in that asking the questions, I realized, man, we got some amazing stories as military members, especially women in the military. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, who's telling our stories and, and where are the books with our voices telling our amazing stories and, um, you know, I stepped back and I, I took a real hard look and a real notice of the stories that were being told about us. And I didn't like what I was hearing <laughs> because I, I thought to myself, there's more. There's so much more that they're missing in the telling of our stories. And who are they that, that are telling our stories? It's not us. We're the ones who went through this. And that's really how Camouflage Sisters was birthed. I had an idea to do uh, a book of source with other military women, just sharing our stories, the things that we went through in our military experience. And, you know, Adam, I always say our stories are layered. They're good, not so good. And then there's 
there, that ugly part of our story. And I think all the parts of our story make us up to be the women that we are after our, you know, during our military experience and, and, and even after. And we're amazing women. You know a lot of uh, women veterans and, and, and uh, you call a lot of them your friends and your sisters in arms. Mm-hmm. And you know how amazing they are. And you know the things that they've, they've come through. And, and still are able to smile and still are able to hold their head up high. Um, and so that's how Camouflage Sisters was birthed. It was birthed with the first book that was released in 2015. And I had uh, 13 amazing co-authors, some I served with. I called them uh, my personal mentors and my friends and and um, and some ladies that were brand new to me and, and, and just wanted to be a part of the, the, the telling of our stories. And, and we tell our stories um, in the first book, as African American women who serve, we tell it from that perspective because that's who we are. But the great thing about that book is that we talk about things that any woman in, in service can relate to. We talk about the leadership challenges that we face as women serving. We talked about balancing it all as mothers, spouses, and being service members. And we talked about how our faith carried us through um, our, our time in service topics any woman can relate to. And we, we spent a lot of time on mentorship too, because I felt like mentorship among women, especially minority women, is a topic that you cannot discuss enough. And um, so we hit a, we, we talked about that quite a bit in the book. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I can honestly say folks, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this uh, right now, it means you're already online. So go ahead and uh, just open up another browser and go to camouflagesisters.com and you can see, um, uh, the the website there and, and read about some of the authors, read about Lila and whatnot. And as as somebody who, you know, has, has produced uh, you guys, you know, the show, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but he, I've had the opportunity, I'll, I'll say I've had the privilege uh, to sit down and listen to these stories. Very eye-opening uh, mm-hmm. on, on them. Some of them... Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, emotional, where, where it, it kind of mm-hmm. pulls at your heartstrings, and and as a as a a brother in arms to these women, because uh, me being a veteran myself, you know, you hear about the stuff. You don't always see it, but you sometimes you hear the stories, and 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 f- I don't know. For for me, this is just my you know Adam's personal perspective and and opinion on it. But a lot of the times, you feel like. You might have heard something, but you don't really see anything from it, or you don't really hear anything after it, or anything like that. And these stories seem to be forgotten, and and these are stories that shouldn't be forgotten. These are stories that need to be told, and mm-hmm. I think that's what I love about what this movement is all about: is because you're out there and you're doing it, you're telling the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and and you know, Adam, that um, like I said in my in my bio, I served twenty two years, and so and I I feel like in the manner in which we tell our stories, we we don't bash the military at all. Um, that it was has never been my intent. Yeah, I not served twenty two years yeah. because I loved it. You know, I had a great career. I would never bash the 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 very thing that made me the woman that I am today. I feel like you know. I, I owe that much to the military to give them that credit because I, because I grew so much as a, as a woman, as a, as a, as a, um, a, a person, as a leader, as a, a soldier, you know, and, and so why would I bash that, that, that system, that element? 
um, you know, very near and dear to my heart. You know, Lila, I look at it like, like this, and, and I've said this to you before. Um, I look at these stories, um, as an educational piece in, in to a sense, mm-hmm. meaning there are a lot of things, even, <laughs> you know, this is a, it's a sisterhood and, and me being the, you know, the guy, but it, it, the way you guys tell the, the way you ladies tell the stories, the way you present these stories. And, and I agree wholeheartedly folks, there's no bashing going on. There's no, there's no bashing on the military. There's no bashing on, on, on men or other women or anything like that. There's, there's no bashing of any kind. The way that they present these stories is it's edu- it's an educational piece where you, anybody can really relate to this and some uh, to a story in some form or fashion, and you can take that with you. And some of these some of these things that what these ladies say, uh, you take that and you can incorporate that into your everyday life. Absolutely, and that was the intent with the the first the very first book is to get the conversation started. Because if you're a leader and a male, female, and you're leading women, we're we're telling you the stories of us. We're telling you the things that we have had to endure, the thought processes that we go through in our heads. Um, and so for you to better understand the, the internal and external pressures of being a woman in the military, I think it just makes you a better leader. And so that was, that has always been the intent with the books that we uh, produce, the stories that we share is to get the conversation started, to get leaders talking about how we better serve women, how do we better, how we better incorporate them into the process? How do we, how do we uh, encompass all their talents? How do, you know, how do we make them really truly feel like a part, a valued part of the team? And so that, you're absolutely right. I, I like that. And I agree wholeheartedly that it, it's educational, definitely. And so uh, with the first book, you talk about the wars that we won. Uh, really excited because the first book, it, it was groundbreaking. And, and we received a lot of, a lot of press uh, behind it. We received a lot of uh, shout outs and cool, lit the internet on, on fire. Just because if you, if, when you guys search it up and look at the book cover itself, it's so captivating. And I mean, it just, it, it, you know exactly what you know is going to be something phenomenal when you see that book cover. And so it, it, when we released the book on uh, social media and people saw the book cover, they went crazy. And we even got shout outs from uh, Black Girls Rock, Rock, which is coming on uh, another movement in and of itself, congratulating us. And there's some major media outlets out there that just kind of congratulated us and, and covered our story. And so very appreciative of that. So I also won um, Literary Trailblazer of the Year Award for that book. And um, just, you know, the, the shout outs and the recognition and the awards are, are, are good. It's not really why I do what I do, but what it does tell us as women who are bearing our souls on these pages of these books is that, you know, our, our, our stories are being valued, not only within our circle of, of sisterhood, but across our population. People are interested in what we go through. People are interested in, in who we are as, you know, military women, and, and they value our stories and our experiences. So for me, that's what it kind of it, it does for me and, and for all of us, all the women who have shared their stories in our books. So I appreciate that recognition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a recognition that's uh, well-deserved, that's for sure. Um, 
Lila, you got, okay, so how many books are, are out there right now? Yeah, so the first book came out, uh, Veterans Day 2012. Our second book, Silent No More, just came out, uh, Veterans Day 2016. Um, another award for that book we just won this uh, past uh, summer as Anthology of the Year, the Indie Author, Indie Author Legacy Award uh, Anthology of the Year. And um very uh, proud of that book, especially because of the topics that we touch on in that book and the manner in which we address some really, really tough topics mm-hmm. um, as women in the military. And, you know, you've been, you've been, you, you've listened to the interviews, you've heard the, the, my co-authors stories and um, you know them, you, you, you know them, Adam. Yeah. So yeah. Um, like I, like I said earlier, um, the military woman's story is layered. There's the good, the not so good. And then there's that really, really ugly part of the story. And so a lot of times if you allow someone to uh, control your narrative or um, tell your story the way they choose to, they, they will sensationalize that ugly piece of the story. And so what we did in Silent No More is we took that ugly piece of our story and we turned it around into a healing project. And so we tell the story, but we focus on the journey from trauma to healing. And so the reason why we did it that way is because, like you said, we, we don't name names. We don't bash um, any any system of sorts. We just identify that more work needs to be done to protect women in the military to um, um, help them in any situation that they may find themselves in, such as domestic violence, military sexual trauma, PTSD from combat-related um, experiences, and depression from loss and things like that. Those are the topics that we discuss in the book. Um, but we, we, we tell those stories, and we tell that journey to healing for the, the women who have not yet found their healing place from the trauma that they've experienced in their military career. And I, I would tell you, Adam, from traveling and just the, the, the country and sharing the message of Camouflage Sisters, I run across so many women, so many sisters in arms who are carrying a lot of pain from their military experience. And, and, and you probably know a, a lot yourself. And it has affected them. And they're no longer the woman that they used to be. And so we, we, we tell that story um, from trauma to healing in silent no more because we want them to know that healing is theirs for the taking. It's possible. Here's what the journey looks like. Take the first step and, and, and join us on this journey. And so that's, that's who we wrote that book for. And um, I tell you the feedback that we received from that, my co-authors, the inboxes that they've received, the, the comments from women that they've received have literally been life changing and just really mm, mm, really solidifies why we're doing what we're doing. And it helps us know that what we're doing is the absolute right thing to do. Yeah. And I, and I would say with that journey or in this movement, um, it was why I, you know, even obviously I'm, I'm not a, a woman, um, but the importance behind it. And what I really like about it is that, you give them you you you're giving women hope uh that are going through certain situations as you said you know the, they can get through it and 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 here are the stories of some amazing women uh yeah. that have gotten through this stuff and 
it, it's it's almost like they it, they don't say it directly, but it's like, listen, we got through this. You can too. There's hope for you. Absolutely. Here, here's what we could do. And it's not like, here's what you do. Go do it. And then you don't hear anything like you. I mean, you guys, you guys stay pretty involved uh, with with, yeah. with with people and the, and the co-authors. Um, you know, I I've talked to I don't know, probably half a dozen of the co-authors uh, uh, on on other projects and stuff that that they're doing and stuff like that. And it's really neat to hear that that everybody kind of keeps in touch and they continue to add value and um, give hope to to women out there that that may have thought there wasn't hope uh there so uh it it, for me and and like i said i've said this before and lila you know it's like um but for those of you that are listening you know i've sat in on uh all of uh the shows and interviews and stuff that lila has done uh for the for the show and for for camouflage sisters and whatnot and it it never ceases to amaze me even after well over a year now um when I sit down and I listen to her interview and I listen to the stories of these amazing women, it, it, it truly, there's, there are times where you get choked up and there are times where you're just like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, and there's, mm-hmm. there's times where you're just like, man, like where, where was that? You know, like, you know, and I jot notes and, and, and stuff like that. It, it's, it's truly amazing the movement that you guys, uh, and, and you gals have, have going on. And it, it's very exciting yeah. for me to be a part of it and to see how much it's grown over the last, yeah. you know, <laughs> over, over the last, yeah. over the last, you know, year, year and a half. So, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you said it, you said it, um, giving women hope and, and, and it is a true, sisterhood it is a true sisterhood we are truly there for each other the, the ladies are there for me um i'm not above the needing you know support from my sisters in arms and 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 we know that you know because this this is our life this is like this is not <laughs> this is not for show you know i tell people i i you know this is like this is our lives we are some of us are single mothers raising children still in uniform some of us are retirees, raising families and, and trying to find our own way. Um, doing Some of us are working full-time jobs. Um, some of us are entrepreneurs. Some of us are single and, and just trying to, you know, enjoy life now after the uniform has come off. And, and so many women in between. And, uh, you know, but that the greatest thing about it, like you said, is it has grown so much and, and, and every day, these ladies make me prouder and prouder to call myself a, a woman veteran. And, um, man, I, I, I think for me personally, as the visionary behind this, not really, not really seeing the full, full, uh, <laughs> the, the fullness of what this could become when I first started. Cause I just really wanted to tell our stories though. But now that it has, is continually growing and, 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 and even more so next year, some of the things that I have planned has just, just been amazing um, for me, like you said, to see the growth of the women who I've been able to connect with, who have, who have taken that step of courage to tell their stories in the books and to, and, and to watch them in their own telling of their story become empowered by that. And the things that they're able to do now in their lives, and the, and the people that, and the other sisters that they're able to touch and encourage along this journey, and I, I'm telling you, it's, that for me has been the best part. Watching their personal growth, 
watching their emotional growth, watching them reach back and grab another sister and for us to really lock arms and move forward together as a true sisterhood. That, for me, has been the best part of this whole journey. <laughs> Folks, again, the website, CamouflageSisters.com. Lila, what else uh, What else do you guys have coming up uh, here in the near future? Anything, anything new coming up? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we start, we got the, we started with the books. We have, um, two out right now available on our website as well as amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles. Um, excited to announce that we are getting ready to release our third Camouflage Sisters book called Behind the Rank. Yeah. (laughs) So excited. I'm so excited about this book because um, it's a little different twist to what we've done in the past. And, and, and what I wanted to do with this book, Behind the Rank, I have 29 amazing co-authors. And they just tell short stories of their military experiences. And what I wanted to do with this, this series, this, this is volume one, we'll jump right into um, recruiting for volume two and get that out early next year. Um, but what, I, what the intent was with Behind the Rank is just what the title says is to tell people what takes place behind the rank. The you know because you'll hear people say <laughs> to women who are in military when they've not served themselves, how can you deploy and leave your children? Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's heard mm-hmm. somebody say that, yep. right? Yep. And to me, it's like a knife in the heart. Like why why would you say that to me? Like nobody says that to the woman going to a corporate job every day or uh, any job every day, even her family, you know, with a sitter or in the daycare and, 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 and then having to rush home and and care for her family. We're women first. We're women first. And, 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 and we love our family just like any other woman, but we chose service as our career field. We chose um, the military as our, as our journey. And um, for you to not, even consider the thought process that takes place for a woman to have to deploy and do her service because that's the oath that she took. And are you to think that the, there's not some emotional processing that she has to go through to be okay with that is <laughs> like really naive. And so um, a statement like that shouldn't be said at all. I don't think before you stop and think about what takes place behind the rank, what takes place in her thought process? What, what, what does she have to prepare, you know, document wise? What, what documents does she have to prepare for? What conversations do she have to have with her children, let alone her spouse? You understand what I'm saying? Like it's so much more behind the rank that I think people don't always think about when they see a woman serving in the military. They, they, they may think, wow, she's strong or she's this or, you know, how can a mother leave her child? But they never stop. And, and, and oftentimes they don't stop before they say things like that and think about what takes place behind the rank and, and, and the thought, the day-to-day things that women and serving in the military have to go through. And so that's what behind the rank really is intended to share with readers is like our day-to-day struggles that we have to deal with, our day-to-day conversations that we have to have in our office space, our day-to-day thought processes that we have to go through as military women serving in the military. And so the ladies did a phenomenal job in this book. 29 of them, I said. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. So excited. Uh, they, and they share just little short stories. And then they encourage readers, 
you know, at the end of their story, we always leave you with an encouraging message. Yep. Um, like you said, a message of hope. We tell, we tell, we tackle some topics in this book. We tackle to- toxic leadership environments, intimidation that women have to go through. Not only women have to go through in terms of being intimidated, but pe- you know, when I have some, um, the Vietnam era veteran women in the book, and I'm really excited about them sharing their stories because they talk about opposite intimidation. So as they're in 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 the military and they're uh, integrating the military, the WAC with the regular military, men were intimidated by women coming into the office space and and taking their jobs and doing the job better than them. And you know there was some intimidation of, that the women were experiencing coming from the men, like how dare you come into our space and try to, you know, take our jobs. And that wasn't the case at all. We'd be, you know, women, we just want to be part of the team. And it, and it's always been that way. And so um, these topics that they discuss in behind the rank are, I'm telling you, people are going to, people are going to be like, wow, I never, like you said, I never, I never thought about that. I never thought about that part of your story. And so uh, really excited that the book, we go into pre-sales Wednesday, August 23rd, so I'm very excited about that, and uh, that I have 29 new uh, co-authors that I get to add to the Camouflage Sisters family. Well, folks, make sure we, we're going to have all this information up on uh, the Decision Hour uh, social media uh, sites, as well as Heroes Media Group will definitely have it up uh, on all of their social media platforms. Um, and, and folks, again, it's camouflagesisters.com. We're talking with uh, visionary author and, and the person responsible behind this movement, Lila Holly. Um, she is uh, one of uh, HMG's family members. Uh, you can hear uh, camouflage, or excuse me, in sessions with the Camouflage Sisters. Uh, you can simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. You can go to the shows and then uh, click on In Sessions with Camouflage Sisters. You can hear all of their uh, recorded shows that they have. You can find them on iTunes as well as Podbean and um, Google Play. And Lila, we're, we're, we're coming up on time here, so I want to, uh, I got to shift just a little bit here. Um, your the show is called the Decision Hour, and um, we, we're all faced with a time in our life where we come to a decision, or a decision has to be made. Tell our listeners uh, a time where it was your decision hour, and what the atmosphere was like during that time. Okay, well, that's a that's a great question. And I was going through my head because I feel like there's been so many in my life, especially since retiring. Um, that that in and of itself being a, a a very significant decision point in my in my life in my career, um, retiring after 22 years in the army. But um, I would say in my transition, I, I talked about it earlier in the interview about writing the first book and struggling in transition from the military and just, you know, keeping a lot of it secret from my family. Um, I remember crying in, in, into my pillow at night before my husband would get in the bed and just kind of really um, keeping all the emotions that I was fighting against um, secret from my family, just smiling and, and, and pushing through the day, going through the motions, trying to make it through the day, um, trying to please everyone um, and, 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 and literally living a lie. <laughs> and it was it was it was killing me inside 
And um, one day I couldn't hide it anymore. I started, uh, you know, exhibiting uh, anger issues and, and just I really things outside of my character. And my husband called me on on it. He, he called he he called me on the carpet on it. He's <laughs> like, hey, hey, come on, let's let's have a conversation. What's really going on with you? And so um, when I stepped back during that time of my life and took a took a, a look at what I was. Uh, jeopardizing by not being honest with my family um, with the, the struggles that I was experiencing. Um, that was really my decision hour to get help. That was my decision hour to um, kick side, kick pride to the curb and really tell my truth and, and, and allow my family to know and understand what was going on with me and to help me. Um, and so when I, because I stopped and looked and, and saw that I was jeopardizing my relationship with my father and my daddy's girl to this, you know, me and my dad are tight like, <laughs> <laughs> tight like glue. That's my homie, you know? And so um, I was jeopardized. I was in jeopardy of, you know, ruining that relationship. My husband, he was like, hey, you know, you're not the loving woman that I married. What's going on with you? And, 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 and then just scaring my children and my, my daughter and my family and just, you know, not really walking in my truth. Um, and my health started to be affected by that. It, it, it just wasn't really a good place for me mentally. Um, and so for me, that was probably the first decision point, the decision hour that I experienced when I finished my military career. Um, and I think I, I, I share that one, Adam, mainly. I mean, I have so many of them, but I share that one mainly because I feel like a lot of the listeners can relate to that. Um, at, at, when we were in the military for so long, we're doing so much for so many other people all the time. You know, you always, uh, the mission first, and then your soldiers first, and then the commanders that on you, the first sergeant needs you, and everybody's always pulling, especially women. Everybody always comes first. And then it's time for you and you are left with scraps. You are left with, you know, a little bit of, you know, the exhausted version of yourself to give to yourself. And I think that's so unfair. So I feel like as veterans, as we are in that transition phase coming out of the military into this new chapter of our life. And it's, it's amazing. Once you finish your military career, the, the opportunities, the things just, if you just open up your mind and just whatever you decide to do, the resources are available for you to do it, jump into it, do it. But always walk in your truth. Always the people that care about you, they will understand. They will be there to support you. If you need help to get through any, anything, anything in transition, emotions, or you need access to resources or anything, speak up, walk in your truth. Um, let it be known. And you'll be surprised at who comes to your aid. And so I feel like um, that transition from the military to life after the uniform comes off is, is a decision hour that many of us can relate to. And a lot of times we, we kind of mask over it or we, we um, smile through it <laughs> when we're really hurting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so if we, if we embrace our truth, if we embrace that we really truly need help, I think um, – I think society will be better off. And I think, I think um, those who are really there to serve us and, and help us will understand what our needs are. And so that's why I chose to, to share that specific decision hour. 
Absolutely amazing. And thank you for sharing that decision hour with the listeners, Lila. Lila Holly, everyone. Lila, uh, any parting words before we let you go tonight? Yeah, I, I, the, you know me. I'm. I have. I feel like I've mastered the art of storytelling, and I feel like we all have amazing stories to share. Whether it's you know you journaling, um, you know your daily thoughts, or you um, and your grand grandpa, grandma head on, and, and sharing you know stories of your life with your grandchildren, or if you choose to to like me become a, a published author, um, we have amazing stories in us that the world is waiting to hear and um, never minimize your story. Never dismiss your experiences. Um, there's always um, a, a lesson in the story and, and there's always an opportunity to inspire the next generation with your stories. So um, tell, tell stories. I mean, it just makes life so much more exciting. <laughs> I'll be about to tell a story when you're at the VA sit and listen to the older vets. They always like to tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's embrace, you know, they do. That's like their whole day. So uh, let's embrace telling our story. And I think, um, I think um, in this environment where we are in our country, I think if we, if we, if we stop and told more of our story of, of who we are and how we became to be who we are, I think there'll be uh, a greater chance for understanding our differences rather than dividing us because of our differences. So Embrace storytelling. It's a wonderful thing. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Lila, thank you so much for taking time and coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I really appreciate it. Lila Holly, Camouflage Sisters, everybody. Lila Holly, Army veteran, award-winning author, host of In Session with the Camouflage Sisters, and the visionary author behind the movement camouflage sisters i'm honored to call her a friend uh and a sister in arms um and proud and honored to have her on the heroes media group part of the family of the heroes media group uh, network that is all the time i have today folks make sure you check out all of the shows and sponsors of heroes media group check them out by going to heroesmediagroup.com until next time thanks for tuning in You've been listening to The Decision Hour.